Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Episode 357, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. And I think it's safe to say that we'll never see Alex Galchenyuk in the NHL. I don't know how far to detail you want to go with this conversation. The video is, it's disturbing. Yeah, it's it's what? tough. I sent that to you this morning uh, when it came up on my feed. I, I watched the video. The video is super concerning. Um, the 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 stuff, the information that was coming out of his mouth. He's obviously was either intoxicated or on some sort of drug because you just do not act like this on your own. Um and it was just, uh, listen, I mean, he's bounced around from team to team to team. It's the last a more number sense of now. years. It, it, it does make sense now, right? I mean, he now. goes from Montreal. Um, and, and we talked about this when, when he, when he got into trouble or something happened when Eric was at Arizona that, that signed him and then immediately dismissed, like, like got rid of him. Well, after, after this video, this incident, which which um, Arizona would have got their hands on, I mean, immediately 
would have released him with with what they'd witnessed and this is a tough video to watch i mean the this young man because he's 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 a young guy um well he's he's 29 years old i mean he's he's not not fucking young well, I mean, the young he's to me young and to you, you, but he's, um, not, he's not young. That's he he's a grown man. Yeah, and, it's and, it's, a, it's tough video, but uh, we'll never see him in the NHL. We're not going to go over what was said. I don't even want people to go and watch it. That being yeah. said, um we'll never see him in the NHL again. There's no question about it. Zero. Zero chance and, he'll and, ever and, play anywhere in North And the America video again. when you sent it to me made a lot of sense as to why he's bounced around because I don't feel like this has probably just come out. He's I'm sure visions of this or have been seen before. Where's he playing now? St. Petersburg. Yeah. Which is like the St. Petersburg is the big money team in, in Russia where, you know, their, their owner is a billionaire and he's got more money that he knows what to do with. And he's just going to bring in the very best players to try and win championships. That's what happens in St. Petersburg. Um, and I don't, but, I don't think this video would, would deter them. And I thought he was born. I thought he was born in the United States, which he is, is okay. He so, was Milwaukee, so is, I think. Something this like is that. what it's amazing. We were just talking about this guy with Van. Remember about in the last names, uh, the guy and the goalie in Carolina is actually from Ohio, and I called him the Russian kid from remember? Yeah. Yep. And then we said that about Galchenyuk too. Man, I'm gonna tell you something. If this guy has a passport or a green card or anything, take it away. What do you mean? He's got citizenship, he was born here. That's exactly my point. See ya. You should. He should never be allowed. If you're going to speak to law enforcement like that, civilians like that in your own country, and threaten them with your Russian ties, mm-hmm. get the fuck out. Well, he is out. Well, and, and he, you know he what? might not be coming back. He probably won't come back on his own right. But it should be fucking mandated that he is not allowed back in North America. Period. Yeah. The only the only thing I think about when the, you know when I sent this to you this morning and I watched it a few times, the the one thing that that uh, I was thinking about was, I really do hope that this this guy is getting help. I really do hope that he, you know, he's he's played on what seven or eight teams in the NHL. He's bounced around like a like a tennis ball. Um, from team to team the last number of years, he very clearly, I know that he has some sort of alcohol issue and it just seems, I hope he's getting help for it because the video is just, it's just the wow factor. It's just like, oh my God. And uh, now he's overplaying in the KHL and I don't know what, if he is getting help over there, I would probably think he's not. He's just going amongst uh, living his life again, and that's not a good thing because he does need help. Because there's no there's no sane person, there's no sane person on the planet that's going to act like this and say the things that he did. So I hope I wish the best for him. I hope that he can can uh, find some help, get some some closure on some things, and uh, 
become a better person. Dylan Cousins returned to practice with the bubble on. I like the bubble, by the way. I'm starting to wonder if maybe the league should go to full shields, but that's a conversation for another day. Cousins is back, busted face and all. What do you think about what he had to say? I think the one thing that I I, I took from it is there's there's a few things that I liked and and disliked when he when he's in that situation and he's talking about his emotions getting away from him at the end of the game and I'm thinking to myself there's nothing wrong with emotion you were getting shit spanked five to one someone's got to show some emotion my point that I said the other day was once uh, Garrett Garrett Hathaway made the body check with two minutes left in a game cousins was not happy with it. He was frustrated. He was angry and he should be angry. He goes and cross checks, uh, Garnet Hathaway. I don't have a problem with that either. What I do have a problem is, is you need to understand that if you do something like that, you're in one, you're in one. So look to protect yourself. The glove, Dylan Cousins still had his gloves on halfway through the fight. So when he's talking about understanding the situation and he said he let his emotions get the better of him and yeah, which is which which I I, I don't I don't have a problem I mean, with his emotions getting yeah. the better of him. What are you talking about? This game's five one. Exactly. The game's and, getting and the better you, of your emotions. And you get a guy throwing his body across the ice for a big check with two minutes left in a five one game. And if you're pissed off and you cross-check a guy, just understand you better be ready to drop your mitts right away. Understand that, hey, you know who you're going to fight. He's a tough customer. He's not a heavyweight. He's a tough customer. Dylan Cousins can handle him 10 out of 10 times, but he just needs to be prepared to drop his gloves on uh, in the right situation to defend himself and protect himself. Doesn't have to go toe to toe. He has to show that he's going to show up and that it's unacceptable for you to be, you know, coming across the ice like a like a missile and and throwing the body check. I like the emotion. He's he's apologizing about his emotions getting the better of him. They need more emotion. They lost five to one. They stunk the high hell. Protect yourself. You're going to cross check a guy like that. You better be able to drop your gloves immediately and start to protect yourself. That's the only thing that he needs to learn. Okay. Well, because I, I loved it. Yeah. I don't like the result. I don't like the result, but he deserved the result. He literally cross-checked an extremely tough guy in this league and then pretended like, what? What do you think was going to happen? You didn't think that he was going to drop his gloves and start absolutely throwing bombs? No. Get into there and protect yourself. That's it. And Dylan Cousins is a big, strong kid. He can defend himself. No problem against Hathaway. After Dylan Cousins being out of game and, you know, not practicing, you were thinking to yourself, well, does he have a concussion? And and now that you see him, you know, five days later and he's talking to the media, he's got a big bandage on his nose and maybe. There's I, no I question he got know. his bell rung. I mean. Could it be his bell rung or could he have busted his nose? I would the re I don't I need to preface this with I'm certainly not questioning his he didn't play in Toronto. Correct. So I don't think he's gonna miss time just for a busted nose. I think 
the severity maybe of the injury. We don't know it. So uh, he might've had surgery on it. He might've had that bad boy reset. Maybe I might've very, yeah. very much. So uh, absolutely. He that. took an yeah. absolute bomb in one you of the punches. Which, no one's broken their nose more than my brother, man. That guy's busted his snorkel so many times. He had to reset yeah. it once in the, lo- in the locker room on his own. He had oh, to, my God. I don't I even know. like hearing that. He's like, I guess he was in Edmonton and his face got punched. His nose got punched almost off his face. He went back and he looked in the mirror. His nose was on the side of his face. He grabbed it and just. Oh, that's not, that's, that's awful. That, but I can understand. I can understand, uh, how Dylan Cousins is wearing a full face mask, you know, if something, I don't, who knows what happened and what they did to it, whether God, he has to have a full face mask. I'm just, I'm just saying the reason why he didn't play. I played with guys that have had their noses reset and come back out into the game. That's why I needed to preface this. Stop for a second. Long time ago, man. It's what I'm saying. I, that's why I needed, because I knew that reaction was coming when I said it. So I have to defend myself. I'm getting defense mode with you. Because I know you're going to be like, that was a long time ago. I know it was a long time ago. But it's also Dylan Cousins, who to me on this team is probably the oldest school style of player that we have. In my opinion, we don't have we don't have many guys that are old school. He's old school. He's up and down. He's a banger. He'll fight like he's he's an old school power forward type guy with a lot of skill. But. I, I still think he would have come back and played in Toronto on Hockey Night in Canada if he had a busted nose reset that day. It's fucking Dylan Cousins we're talking I don't about. Th- I don't so think I, that's the okay, case. So I my think... point is, I think he might. I don't know why we're overanalyzing. Not gonna play, you're not going to play a back-to-back game if you have your nose reset. Okay. All right. I, I, I have I, never had to do it, so I... I yeah, I could. I've never had to have my nose. Re- I've busted my nose, but I never. We had don't even know if it, we don't know even know if his nose is busted. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> that's not I'm a just throwing nose. out an assumption because that's of not. you know the black eyes and the thing on his nose and you know. <laughs> well, it looks like a duck. Walks like a duck. Breathes like. And a- he's got a he's got a full <laughs> face mask on. Obviously, we don't even know if it is a broken nose yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing, like I said, the only thing. I like I love what he did. I, I love a- him losing his emotion in a 5-1 loss where the team did not play well at all. I like the anger, but oh my lord, if you're going to do something on the ice with certain players, you need to make sure you protect yourself. Those gloves are not tied on. They're not glued on. They should be off and you should be protecting yourself. Okay, uh, like Alex there's, there's, Tuck, listen, there's like a Alex lot of... Tuck three weeks ago when he's fighting um, the Kachuk. He's sitting there switching hands. You're talking about a guy who fights like what? Maybe once a year is now switching hands. No, Alex, don't switch hands. Protect yourself. Hold on a strong uh, grip and just, you know, do what you got to do. That's that's it's it's about it's not about winning the fight. Yeah, there was a few things surviving that, the fight. There's a few things that Cousins could have done differently too to maybe protect himself a little better. But it is what it is. Gorilla Glue should be a sponsor of the Sabers though, because a lot of the gloves oh, are glued on. Stop. Oh, my God. stop! Okay, fine. How about this? They've gorilla shown glue. they've shown gorilla, more listen, grit. Gorilla they, Glue should be a league wide sponsor because there is no fighting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they, a, should have, they should have a gorilla glue logo. At there's the right amount of fighting is, is, is what a, I think in this league. I think there's a right amount of fighting. 
Um, still some heavyweights, too. There's still some heavyweights dropping the gloves. Giovanni Smith and Delorier squared off the other day. There was another heavyweight scrap the other day. I mean, and I say heavyweight. I mean, these are big boys. I've met that yeah. Giovanni Smith. He's a big kid. And we obviously know Delorier. And Delorier handled him rather handily. But, yeah, I mean, there is a little bit more and more. And I think what's what's... The most interesting to me about the fighting in the NHL or any fight is that it's they're showing it on NHL Network, which I think is hypocrisy at its finest, but I'll let other people try to dissect as what I mean by that. But I just think it's interesting that they still show it because I didn't think that they were selling fighting anymore, but I guess... Well, I don't think they want fighting to be part of the national hockey league what it was 15 20 years ago okay they they moved on from that i think the league's gone in an awesome direction i think it's it's the the league's 10 times better okay it's 10 times better and and here's the thing like i'm i'm 49 years old and i walk around many 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 days with like i mean an insane amount of things that impede my everyday life and I just feel like back when we played that fighting was a big part. Um, when you did get injured, you, you never, you never rested or, or stayed out until you're a hundred percent. You always came back when you had the ability to put on skates and, and play. So I like where today's game is. I like that these young players are going to come and they're going to have wear and tear in their body. There's no question. Playing this game, you're you're always going to have wear and tear, but it's not going to be the same injuries that players, you know, 30, 30 years, 20 years ago had. Those guys are beat up. They are in shambles. I think these young players up today is different. I feel like we don't hear about groins as much anymore. Because I think these, I think these kids train completely differently. There, there was a time in like I think it was like maybe the early two thousands where one year there were so many stars going down with major groin injuries and and hernias and things like yeah. that, where you never hear of any player out because of a groin injury. It's because the way these young men have trained their bodies, not just. Not just now, but they've been training for years. Like, I mean, when they were in their early teens, they were training. And they've built their body and strengthened their bodies and their tendons the right way. Have you ever seen an NHL hockey player? They all look skinny. Like, every one of these guys are thin. Yeah. Very different bodies these days. I think there's still there's still enough to, to keep it to say that it's in the game, but I wouldn't say that it's anywhere near what it used to be. There's not a fight every game. There's not even a fight every couple games. You might go two nights without a fight, you know, five, six, seven games. Well, how many, how many fights did the Sabres have last year in, in general? Maybe five. Okay. 82 game schedule. They, they had maybe five, maybe, maybe a few more. I don't know what we consider a fight. I, I, I don't know. Hey, Andrew, you ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver, but fortunately for me, I haven't. But I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law, 800-555-5555. 
800-555-5555. For a car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Gio, you're never you gonna you're never gonna believe what Riv just said. What do you say? Well, you know you're 20 minutes late, right? Yeah, I know. I had I got workers at the house. I had it's okay. To it's okay. Deal with. Um, Riv just said <laughs> he doesn't want me to. Re- he goes. The problem is the computers on the top shelf. <laughs> I gotta get this. <laughs> I got to get the eight foot ladder out to be able to get not even a step. He's got to wait for Harvest to come home to get it down. (laughs) I said, Craig, I'm not saying that. He goes, you're going to say it. Why are you afraid to say it, Craig? If I wanted to say it, I'd say it. But I would never say something like that to my boy, Gio. But Petey, who loves like what? What is it about Gio in particular that you immediately you haven't talked to him in months because geo has been ditching us, but now, now all of a sudden you just want to start something when G- every time Gio's on, you notice that Gio? Yeah. Well, he tries to pit me and you against each other. That's what exactly. He He's he just like, likes to stir the pot. That's all. I don't. Sometimes I don't. we take the bait. Other times we don't. Well, right? you know how Craig talks uh, about people behind uh, their back. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> listen at least I, craig gives me the occasional text and call i don't hear from pd unless it's on the zoom the one word to describe the sabers right now 
I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to like pin on what they are. And we always use the U.S. Thanksgiving as the mark of what this team's going to be. Under expectations, I think they're underachieving to that aspect because the expectations have changed. Listen, there's plenty of time left in the season. At some point, though, you got to start playing more consistent and winning at a more, uh, at a better, higher rate, win percentage rate than what we're well, at right now. Well, what, what would we rather have? What we have now, which is kind of an inconsistency, but when we see the good hockey, we know it can be good hockey. Or what we had last year, which was a really good start and then an eight game collapse that basically ended up costing you the season. For sure, that so, cost your season because if you were even, what was it? We were only two points out or whatever it ended up being. So if you went 30%, not even, you didn't even have to go 500 right. in that eight game stretch. You know I mean, yeah. you're in the playoffs. Um, I'll tell you what, you're in a much better position than Ottawa, Edmonton, San Jose, though, right now. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're still finding your footing, you're still dealing with youth and inexperience you're still dealing with all the issues that we've talked about over the last couple of years geo someone someone criticized me of being too negative toward this team which might be true maybe because i don't work for the team anymore and i'm allowed to be but but uh, beside the point i think the frustration it's not it's not criticism due to anger it's criticism due to frustration because we've seen this team kind of get to a certain level and and, and show us what they're capable of yeah. But then I'm I'm just waiting for them to either just explode and take off and start winning four or five, six game strings like good teams do. Or I'm waiting for the bottom to fall out because I don't know which way they're going to go. There's no way the bottom is going to fall out on this team. Listen, there's two scenarios and the bottom falling out is not one of them. There's two. There's either a flattening of the rise. To or- me, that's a to me. That is the bottom falling out, a flat. But a but flat. it's not. But that that's not bottom. Bottom falling out is where we were five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like bottom falling out is where San Jose is. Like that's not. Oh no, no, okay. Well, wait, you know what I mean? So this, like this our team, bottom this falling team's out. So far like, past that now that I don't consider that bottom falling out because of where the expectations are. Bottom falling out to me is like winning two, losing three, winning three, losing five. You know you know winning four you know what i mean shit like that with that yeah. to me is bottom falling out because then that is like that is you're not going anywhere well you, you just you, named you're, you're you just flat. named 20 teams in the nhl yeah. like that i don't want right? to be those 20 teams in the yeah. nhl anymore 100 percent, you don't want to but th- that's a real possibility in this scenario when you're dealing that's we've said it all along and they're making strides and they've They've accelerated on the right trajectory for a couple years now. But how long can it stay at that trajectory is the problem. At some point, all these teams flatten. Like like Toronto, they are flat in where they are. They're they're a playoff team, but they're flat. You know what I mean? They they are they've stopped progressing to that next step. They have to take another step. Well, they're, they're going Capitals, Toronto's going backwards, in well, my opinion. Yeah, Washington Capitals for years were flat. You know what I mean? They couldn't get over the hump before they won the cup, right? Um, so this happens every single year with multiple teams. It's just a matter of how flat this is going to be. You want to okay. be a team that improves slightly and gets into the playoffs. That's what you want out of this year. And it's a We're, disappointment if not. 
we're both making our points, but I think I think mine my, my you're looking at it from an organizational direction. I'm just looking at it from the current standing of the season and the expectation of this season and where they're at right now. I know what you're saying. So when I say that, and I'm just saying that in regard to the Leafs, you know, when I say they're going backward, because I think they're going backward. I mean, for them to lose four and then win win a squeaker against Tampa and then lose to Ottawa, that's to me, that's going backward with this team. So yes, I am kind of I would say with this team like at this point it is it's really just like when are we going to see them play a bunch of games in a row that are that are really good. You're still only a couple points out of a playoff spot at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You're still within that range. So you have yeah. you're there. It's you're listen. a weekend away of good hockey. Yes. Of being yeah. literally not only in the wild card spots, you're looking at if you have one good weekend, you're you're, you're sitting you're sitting yeah. in a position where you're you're in the top three in the division. Yeah. So it's like it, with all that being said, and you're a 500 team, you're still really in the mix. So, like you said, it, it's just a matter of stringing a couple weeks of consistent hockey together, and now you've absorbed some of that. No, and that's, oh, it's could. not even for me. I'm I'm just I want to I want you to be saying this for the people listening too, because there are people that feel the same way. There there are some very I wouldn't say discouraged because they're not in a, in a spot to be discouraged, but uneasy fans who have put a lot of emotional stock in the hockey team for a long time, and there's kind of like, man, I was kind of expecting to have like more of a like a nine and four start that, or an eight and five, not a six six and one. I think that's the mentality of the Buffalo sports fan in today's day and age with the bills, with the sabers, you know what I mean? Like, so fans are nervous. You're you're always just waiting for the, the, the bottom to fall out the negative because it's been so many years of, of being hurt as a fan. You know what I mean? So like that, that's their mindset. The minute you had that eight game stretch last year, the minute you start 500 this year, it's like, Oh no, where are we going? Why are we not? You know what I mean? So listen, and you can, empathize with it because it has been so long and there's been so many bad teams along the way and there's been so many disappointments along the way but listen there's lots of room for optimism when you're here first week in november and you're only two points out of a playoff spot we're going to see matt savoy this weekend i'm excited to see i'm always excited for a young kid man it's a dream come true to play in this league dream come true so I'm excited for the kid. I'm excited to see what he's all about. And listen, good for him for for obviously forcing a hand at some point to get himself in the lineup. And that's, at I, the end I of love the day, that's what has happened. I sit back and I wonder what a player like Yari Coolidge feels. Yari Coolidge is a guy that um, has already played a full year at the age of 19 in the NHL or in the, in the American hockey league had a really, really nice year last year as a 19 year old player. This year he comes in, he gets sent down, didn't have a great training camp. Okay. Basically wants to make a statement. I think he's made this statement to basically say, I'm ready. I want an opportunity. And you have Matt Savoy who goes down there for six games, has a goal and five points, and gets called back up, and he's going to be playing in the NHL. 
What's the message that you're sending Yari Kulich and, and Isaac Rosen that are on your team? He's got nine goals in 10 games. This, Ribs, you've been around long enough. This shit happens all the time. And they're not worried about his feelings. Go, go force <laughs> them to put you, to call you up. How many times, I, like, I didn't spend a ton of time in the minors. I was very lucky. But there were times I, guys got called up over me, and I'm like, there's no way I'm not better than that guy. But that's life, right? Like, that's but, like, but go Gio, back to work and go, go yes, earn it. Like, yes, 100%. But Gio, and you guys know Kevin Adams, his communication with these players is much different. So I have to imagine that he is he has communicated with the players that probably feel the way Craig is describing. Don't you think? I, I would like in today's day and age, today's game, there's way more communication. But there I was no explanation why you weren't called up. There's no explanation <laughs> why that guy was called up over you. And yeah. you know what you had to do? You He'd had to be lucky dig to through talk it. to the coach twice a year. Well, but one-on-one. Like, on one. So so feelings aside, like well, okay, hold this on. This is hold pro on. sports at the does end of the day. Does he say to them? Does he like, say I yes, finish your point and then well, I we know sports. we know why. We know why. We know he's up here. But we does know he why he's up here. But does does he explain that to them? Does he say, "Hey, just so you know, like these guys, we're not sending them all the way back out west. We're going to keep them until the World Juniors and then they're going. And then after that, we're going to need more bodies. So keep playing hard, keep playing well. Your time is going to come." But they're taking a Shane Wright cardboard cutout path for these guys this season. Their their junior teams in disarray. Okay, their coach got fired before the season for remarks he made or something. <clears throat> so instead of sending them back there, they're just keeping them. And I, it's kind of a new way of development. S- say what you want about it, but does he explain that to them? Does he have to explain that to them? Are they able to read between the lines on that? Because it doesn't matter what we say about how it was before. Players' emotions do matter now to to, to organizations. Surprisingly, actually. I, I think it doesn't have to be said. Your, your plan doesn't have to be expressed to them completely. But I, I do think there's communication around it and some insight as to the thought process behind it, whether you're divulging the plan for that player or not, or for your organization, I don't think it goes that far. I don't think you need to go that far, but I I do think in today's day and age, there is communication on that. That's one of the main differences in all of this era is they are communicating that whether it's full of shit or not, they are giving you an explanation for what's going on. Well, someone could just, in the organization who listens to our show could just text him and say, if you want to know why you're not up here, go listen to after the whistle. Maybe like, listen, we're not in those rooms, man. We're not in those rooms. Maybe there's a, listen, he might be putting up points, but is he playing the right way? Is he being a good teammate? Is, is he, is he listening to the coaching staff and what they're asking? Like, there's all these variables that go into it. It's not just it's like when you look at guy his leads the team in points and all of a sudden he's the only call up guy. Like it's yes. the guys that are doing the right thing and the message to the rest of the guys that yes. you do the right thing. You're going to be the guy that's going to be called up next. It doesn't matter no. points. 
Oh, so it's a test. Let's let's test him. Is he walking no around complaining? Well, parted? you know what? In, in face value, when you look at Yari Kulich, he's played 10 games. He has nine goals and 13 points. So you automatically, because of point totals, you're th- like, this guy's shredding it down there. He's dominating. But here's the thing. Is he dominating? Is he playing the right way? Does his attitude stink to high hell? These are all things that we don't know, but I can say that is he playing on the other side of the puck? Is he playing defensive hockey or is he just worried about offense? Sorry to interrupt, but just in case I wasn't clear and it didn't come over the mic here, isn't that every player that's already? No, that's not true. I shouldn't say that. He may Scratch. be he may be doing all the right things, and it may just be a decision between two players. The 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 reality is we don't know. And where the players that they brought up, Savoy's in a situation where he can only play either in the National Hockey League or he's got to go back to junior. Yeah. He's already played no, four but, years pro. Junior, four years or junior. junior. Sorry, <laughs> Craig. If and we should do our research on this, but if Coolidge is playing well enough to be called up, and this is just circumstantial because of Savoy, I do think that's he is not utter- playing well enough to be called up. Okay, I guess it sounds like you've done your due diligence on that. Then you should have just mentioned that. Well, then I fucking just not, say yeah. that. Just I say that. Know. He has not played well enough to be called up. Okay. Well, then guess what. Could have used that 15 minutes ago. Yeah, well, then we wouldn't have a conversation about it. But uh, Yari Coolidge <laughs> has played very, very well in certain you see areas what of the I game. Deal with, in Joe. other parts of his game, he needs to mature. Period. And if he does mature, he's going to be one hell of a hockey player. But right okay. now, he needs to round out his entire game. Development, people. Development. It's all about yeah. development. We're we're talking super elite. Young hockey okay. players. Does that... your, did your source say that Matt Savoy was deserving of a call up? Statistically, as an as a as a young kid, he in the American League, his numbers do. But does your does your inside track on the team tell you that Matt Savoy should be the first choice being called up? It could be uh, circumstantial. I, that's like well, you that's, said, junior yeah. or NHL. He's only is, got a certain amount of time. It is absolutely circumstantial. Stint. You hit it right on the head, Geo. His 14-day stint in the minors where he played six games, you have to make a decision. It's either he's going back to junior hockey or he's got to be called up to the NHL. So it's a very simple decision. The team wants to bring him up. Like You, you call a young guy up. Okay. And then all of a sudden you have Don Granado sitting there going, well, you know, I think we're just going to practice him a little bit so he can kind of get up the speed a little. What the hell was he doing in the minors? Shouldn't be calling up a guy so you can practice with the team to get up the speed. You should be ready to rock and roll. So you can, you can see the underlying things that are going on. They, they're, they're in no rush to put him into the lineup to get his games. Um, but they had to make a move on the back end. You yeah. know what I mean? They had to make that move. Right? Yes. Yeah. So. And now, now all of a sudden, what do you do with uh, Johnson? He's played so well. or he, He's only played, what, two games, but played well enough that he's opened eyes. The way that he's playing, the way he's moving the puck, the way he defends – 
that's that's what you want to see in an organization where you have the opportunity to bring up players when you do have injuries that they're stepping into the lineup and you're not losing the beat. And this is a really positive sign for for the depth like Toronto or Buffalo's depth right now with these young players is just insane. It's insane. But not all of them are going to be able to play in this or actually I shouldn't say that a lot of them are going to be able to play in this league, but they're not going to be able to play for the Buffalo Sabres because there's just not enough room. Yep. So Granado confirms he's going back to the 12 and six alignment over the weekend here. And um, Bryson won't play and Ryan Johnson will play again. So I don't know if that's relevant to you guys, but. It's a big weekend coming up. The biggest issue with the team right now is not the the skill level or or they have everything. It's about being consistent in the way that you play each and every game, and they're not consistent right now. That's why they're six and six and one. Um, but if they can if they can get on a roll, because I I was saying this to Petey the other day. I believe with the roster that they have, they can beat anybody in this league. They're that good. I really do believe that the the Sabres are that good. Um, they just need to get get those positive vibes and get on a roll and start putting some wins together and just compiling these wins. That's that's where this team's at right now. That's all you're looking for. I I you think they're competing with the Boston's, the Colorado's, the Vegas is. Well, they beat Colorado for nothing. They went out the night. Those are one You know, listen, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado shit the bed that whole road trip. Okay. That was Halloween. That was Halloween. Hold on uh, on a second. You asked me. (laughs) You asked the question Are they competing with the Boston, the Vegas, and the Colorado? So you just basically named three of the very best teams in the league. I'm not at a point where I'm going to say that the Buffalo Sabres on a nightly basis can compete with those teams every single night. I'm talking about, can this team make a stride forward to put some wins together? So they are a playoff hockey team, not looking always up. Oh, we need, we need to win these next three games. How about just a team that just knows that they're a playoff team. They play like they're a playoff team and there's no, there's no altering how they prepare and how they play each and every game. And I don't think the team is quite at that, that, that point. But again, I've also said, I think the Sabres have an insane core, but I also think that they need a few pieces to make this team a playoff hockey team. Instead of having a Zach Benson, who's 18 years old or a 19 year old Matt Savoy, I think there should be a veteran Hockey player on that on that third line. Like a Corey Perry or a TJ Oshie. Guys that have won Stanley Cups. Guys that have been in the league that are still playing at a fairly high level. Guys that can calm a, a, a very youthful room. That's just my opinion. Well, it's hard to argue it because I have the same philosophy you do. You know what I mean? Like you need 
a mix of everything. And you that there's certainly a value to that. Whether a Benson is outscoring a Corey Perry or not, the intangibles that go into building a team far outweigh what a stat line says. And so I'll forever have that same belief that the stat line is not the end-all be-all to building a team out. That's the thing. I mean, when you look at Zach Benson and Matt Savoy, um, it would be a different situation for me in my mind if we were a older team where we were where the majority of our players were late t- late 20s and into early 30s and we were competing. Then you want to insert younger players into your lineup. But right now we've already got so many young players that are under the age of 24 years old. We're, we're the youngest team in the league. We haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. And I know I sound like a broken record, but this pisses me off. I don't think Zach Benson should be in this lineup. I don't think Matt Savoy should be in this lineup. This should have been taken care of in the summertime. Because we don't know what a guy like Corey Perry or, or, or someone like a TJ Oshie or someone that is just an older player that is still playing at a high level that can really help galvanize you know who would have been a dream you know who would have been a dream in this offseason nick felino i mean they would never give him up that's the best part about it but, they're, but they would was, never give him up but he was a ufa not marcus nick yeah nick nick signed in chicago yeah he was ufa okay like that's yeah. that's a guy that you should have gone after, or maybe you maybe you Listen, tried, but that's that's the that's the thing we don't know. That's why we're sitting in the chairs we're sitting in because yep. we don't know what they went and tried to do. Well, so tell you what though, because every team's looking for those. So like, at the end of the day, stop right there. Say no more. Say no more. And I I present to you, Patrick Kane. And you bring in Patrick Kane as your calming three-time Stanley Cup Hall of Fame, American-born, Buffalo-born, silver platter veteran. And then how you give know. him the keys how to the kingdom. Out, how'd that Gio, work out for the Gio, Rangers? Hold on a hold second. Hold on. Then you, give him on the keys, second then you give him the keys to the kingdom to completely Reg Dunlop the power play. So he's he's a guarantee to get the power play going? I think he could probably have he probably has a few nifty ideas up his sleeve. Oh yeah. Did he show those nifty ideas in New York last year? Uh, that's no, right. That's right. Nope. Not not now going let's, there let's, in New York. Let's get another player. Let's get another player. We need Patrick Kane. That's that's definitely uh, gonna listen, be our guy. Listen, I think it's a different scenario than it is with the Rangers. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Thank you, G. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day. There is only one puck for lots of guys. And I'm not comparing our group to the Panarins and Sabana Jabs yet. You know what I mean? Like, they're up there, but it's a different scenario. Kane can help maybe elevate those players into another level on the power play. But I don't know that he's a calming force in the way that you're going to play night in and night out with him. Does he take pressure off Cage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Alex Tuck, Dylan Cousins, players like that? Does he oh, take I, pressure I think, off those players? I think so. Okay. But he doesn't add the he doesn't add the grit that you want 
Well, we don't need grit. We don't need grit, Gio. We're looking at, uh, you know, we're looking at putting an all-star team together that's going to be awesome on the power play. Um, the the, the <laughs> I I think Patrick Kane is 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 still at his age where I don't think he's super crazy old, but he's still playing at a high level, and I think he would still play very well in Buffalo. He would take a tremendous amount of pre- pressure off of guys. He's also going to be in a situation where he's going to come to a team for a first time in a very, very, very long time that he's played with that the team's super young. They're sponges. They're looking for leadership from a guy like him. Won three Stanley Cups, played in you know, world championships, Olympics, all this kind of stuff. He's got so much hockey knowledge and calming influence to 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 bring to to a group like this. He wouldn't be the guy that I would go after because I think that we have so much talent on our hockey team that we don't need Patrick Kane. I think that we need those those third and fourth line grit players that play a certain style that anyone who listens to this show knows how you feel. I, but the que- the question was more for Gio about Patrick I think, Kane because we haven't asked him about listen, no offense, li- Listen, I think Kane <laughs> would help your team, but I do think you need to make another move for the grit that we're talking about, right? Like that I'm not saying that's the only that can't, move. That can't be the, that the can't be the, that can't be the only move. That can't be the savior scenario. No. It has to be something else with it to take this team In- to another level. He helps. He improves your team. There's no doubt about that. But I do think that there needs to be another move with that. So let's let's tee this up. You're not moving Thompson, Tucker, Skinner. You're not going to move Cousins, Quinn, and, and J.J. Paterka. You're not going to move Casey Middlestat and Greenway. So let's just say, hypothetically, you bring in Patrick Kane. Okay? So you have your top three lines. Where is the, where is the move that you're talking about? It, it's a move for depth. Like it's, it's just like. If I were to tell you, Gio, that I wanted, if I, that I wanted TJ Oshie, a guy that hits, he lives in front of the net. He still has, um, you know, offensive talent. He's won a Stanley cup. He's apparently an incredible person and teammate. If I were to tell you I wanted him as my third line right winger instead of Patrick Kane, would I be would I be crazy? No, I like him too. I think I like they're different well. types of players. I think Patrick sure. Kane's an absolute stud. But I don't think that he is the guy that we need because we already have all our guys on the power plays. Well, the power play units are set. Are you not putting Oshie on the power play? Probably, yes. <laughs> so what are we talking about? Yes, it just on. he just adds a different dynamic. TJ Oshie plays where? That's he plays differently than Kane. He's not oh. handling the puck. He's not he's not running a power play. He is a net front I presence. The, I don't mind the puck in his hands. Yeah. Pretty pretty sick hands. But I, I agree. They're different players and they, they bring a little something different, each of them. Yeah. 100%. But I, I I think when you look at our players, we have enough players that are like Patrick Kane. Like Middlestat is a puck control player. So is JJ Paterka. Jack Quinn. Did you is, just is, did you just listen? No disrespect to Middlestat, but he is no Kane. 
That's you can't he's say Kane. he's Kane. Not like, saying he's on. Kane, but he's also a young player. I should, well, he's going to be turning 25 in, yeah, a, like, in, a, in like how, two weeks, but he's 25 years old. He's, how, how he's many a guy that he had won- in the league. How many games does he have in the league? How many games has uh, Middlestad had? Yeah, he's got to have a couple hundred for sure. Yeah, and and sort and, so, and, I, and what, I, I just what was what was Kane? Where was Kane at it at his age? Listen, I'm not here to compare. We're talking apples and oranges. All right, I'm talking as as we got that, that on, on our team right now, Casey Middlestad is a guy that wants to make plays. So guys that want to make plays have the puck on their sticks. Yeah, right. And by the way, Riff. You keep giving Quinn his spot back on the right. The guy's been hurt. He'll be out half a year. And if this team's serious about a playoff run, he can still go to the minors. He can start back in the minors with a conditioning stint there. Probably not. That probably might happen. That does not have to start here back in Buffalo. Didn't say it did have to start here, but But I mean, you're going to have a spot. That's a guarantee. That's not an argument. Okay. Well, when's he projected to come back? January, late December, January. late, Late December. Is that maybe, maybe normal early January? timeline? Yeah, you know I mean, that's why, that's why not normal just timeline? be patient with them. Yeah, you know I mean, that is being patient. That would be probably, I think that is like the absolute latest. And patient. that's what I was okay. saying too. Yeah. Like, right. I think that's why I gave him that timetable because I'm not giving up. I'm not Listen, taking him back. A lot early. of shit happens between November 8th and January 1. Injuries, like yep. so much shit happens. So, Yep. You can't project what the lineup's going to be January 1st yet. But he gives you more depth. You know what I mean? He gives you he's a some options. He's a player. You know what I mean? So I, 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 you don't write him off. And listen, that's he's certainly going to have a chance to compete for his spot. There's no doubt well, about that. We are writing off Lucas Rusick, too, by the way. But just throwing that in there, he's a 24-year-old. Guy from the check, born on four twenty. <laughs> well, that's that, played the, very well in the, the minors. The things we notice, you gotta like we we've said it for months now. Nothing, eh, boys? All these, all these guys, all this depth within the organization eventually needs to be spun into a playoff team. How you do it? There's lots of ways to get there. This but. year, Geo. This year. Yeah, you, I, I, this okay. year is a playoff team. You want to be okay. a playoff team this year. Then uh, <laughs> time to get moving. <laughs> Pack your shit, somebody. Time One good some... weekend. We could come back freaking Monday and when are these games? going to hold you to that, Gio, as a matter we of could, fact. We well, could... I will see you Monday morning here. I didn't, I didn't commit to coming on this again yet. Let's, I just let's committed relax. You. So they um, have. So Friday they have. Night, let me see. Friday versus mini, and then right? Saturday. So you could come back on Sunday and say that this team is a playoff team, depending on how this weekend shakes out. Well, it would be nice for them to head out. And I wouldn't say west, but they got a. They got Winnipeg, they got Chicago. Yeah. Oh, they have. I'm even they skipping Boston. Boston. They have you, Boston you at home, the Boston and then game? they go. Yeah, I did. I did skip the Boston game. Well, the way this calendar's done on this NHL app is weird. They then they go to Winnipeg, Chicago, then they have Washington. But but we're not jumping ahead of ourselves. We're doing five game segments here and we're sticking to them. The last two games of the final or of the of the five game segment is Minnesota Pitt. There we go. And we what did we say, Craig? We said win three. So if they win those games three out of five, won, all the way will through. Have, yeah, they will have won three and still and yep. and snagged a point in an OT loss to Carolina, which I think 
seven points out of ten. That's that's playoff. Yeah, that is a one hundred percent playoff team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So let's not right, so, dog on them yet. So we'll see you Monday, Gio. Listeners, I did not agree to that. Next week, hopefully. Hey, that's what happens. I want to uh, you know, re-thank uh, the TJ Oshie. He's played 11 games. He has zero goals, one assist, minus four. <laughs> well, okay. Who else is performing on that team? That team is about, they've mailed it in. I feel oh, bad for Obi's them. leading the team with eight points, two goals. Followed by, followed by Carlson, who's got one goal and seven points. Obi's, I'm telling you, boys. Ob, what did I say at the start of the? I said Obi's going to get 28 goals this year. You guys were like, "Fucking idiot, fucking idiot." He's a passer now. He's a disher. I said, "Watch the game goals. last night." Man, he he. I love when he might be. Can, he might I love be when tough. His controller to get. turns off, and he's just standing straight leg, stick on hips, just watching the play. <laughs> That offside, did you see the offsides that got reversed yesterday? Wayne Gretzky can sit here and tell everybody that he thinks it would be great for the game if Ovi beat his record. I'll tell you what, Wayne Gretzky sits back and he sips on his Wayne Gretzky wine or his scotch or whatever he does, (laughs) and he says, I think I'm safe. Now that Backstrom's Backstrom's stepping away, Ovi's... Ovi's in trouble, boys. Ovi's in trouble. I don't think Ovi's in trouble. I just think it's a tall order to get that record. What's he going to play? In trouble. He's going to play he's, seven more he's years. A few, he's netted a few goals in his career. I think he's doing good. He needs, he's, listen, still got a lot of goals, Gio. He's 38 years old. I'm, what I'm, I'm not saying he's getting it. What I'm saying is he's doing fine. Like he's up there. So, what's he need? 72? 824. So he needs 71 goals. He might only get like. I'm going to tell you what, man. Were they co- you watched last playing? night? You watched last night, Joe? Were they covering him hard or no? Are they like. Taking no, him no, no. I mean, no. no? He's okay. just. He, he dished it a bunch. Even he had a one timer chance in his power play spot and he fed it back door. Ended up being a goal. Man, I, think even goal, he, I think it was the goal that got called back, to be honest with you, Milano's goal. But If that guy has a stiff back, it's going to take a lot away from that one-timer. Stiff hips. He will play this game and if he if it takes him till he's 45. I'm telling you this right now. Yeah, he'll adjust because, his game. He doesn't He doesn't have to go to the hard areas. He, he didn't always go there. Yeah, man. Yeah. You say no matter what. No matter what, I think he's, he's going to play until he's until his until he passes that record. Okay. No one will ever pass that record. So in his head, he's saying to Gretzky, "I must break you. Must break you." 